0: I'm Jeff Stewart, licensed marriage and family therapist, and I wanna welcome you to my podcast, From Crisis to Connection. Each week on this podcast, my guests and I will give you and your loved ones resources and tools to heal from the crises of infidelity, pornography, abusive behaviors, and betrayal trauma. But we also talk about how to build and maintain healthy connection in your most important relationships. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad you're here. On this podcast, we've talked about abuse, and we framed it mostly from the perspective of men who abuse women. Today, we're going to flip that around and talk about women who abuse men. I've brought a very experienced colleague, Lisa Renda, who's a marriage and family therapist and a CSAT, and also someone who does a lot of work with trauma, to talk about this really difficult dynamic. Abuse is tough to talk about, regardless of who's doing it or what causes it. And we also recognize as clinicians that there are so many stories and so many reasons why people abuse other people. And so today, we're not going to get super deep into all the reasons or even make excuses for it. Abuse is abuse, and it's harmful no matter who's at the uh, other end of it. It's really critical to recognize that you may have some reactions that come up as you listen to this. You may feel like, we don't get the whole picture or that we're leaving something out. And usually that's because of something you've been through or you've experienced. We wish we could take into account every single person's experience and represent the whole range of suffering and experiences people have had so that they can feel seen and heard. We're gonna do our best to talk about this because there are some very unique dynamics that happen when men are abused by women. Now we recognize that a lot of the times women who are abusive have trauma histories and it could be even at the hands of the person they're abusing. It could be from some other unrelated incident. Again, regardless, the experience of being abused as a man can feel very shameful and very different, and they often experience a lot of the same dynamics that abused women experience, and then there are also some unique things that happen to them just culturally as men that we have to address and identify, so we can be helpful. This is a topic that is going to bring up a lot of feelings, a lot of emotions, so please make sure you take good care of yourself as you listen to this. We want to make sure that you're just honoring your own limits and recognize that we're going to do our best to talk through this and hopefully add some enlightenment to your life, your situation. And we also hope that you'll just give us grace as we talk through something that's very complicated without any direct input from our audience. I want to introduce you to my guest, Lisa Renda. She's, like I said, she's a licensed marriage and family therapist. She specializes in helping people with Addiction, PTSD, ADHD. Like I said, she is a sex addiction therapist through the uh, ITAP organization. So, certified sexual addiction therapist. She's trained in somatic experiencing, EMDR. She's an AAMFT supervisor, and she is just doing a lot of great work in our community running groups. In fact, she has some men's groups coming up in June. So, you want to just check out the information in the show notes about her practice and the great work that she's doing with her team to help people who are suffering with addictions and trauma. So let's jump into part one of my interview with Lisa Renda. Well, Lisa, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hi, Jeff. It's good to meet you.
0: Yeah, it's so good to have you here in studio. It's always fun to have people here in the studio. Grateful for Zoom, but love the in-person. So thanks for coming over.
1: You're welcome.
0: So today we're going to talk about a topic that is, in some ways, I think pretty misunderstood. A lot of the times when we talk about abuse and all the forms of abuse, we we often think about men abusing women, which is obviously a huge problem, and we've dedicated podcast episodes to that. But today, we're going to flip it around and talk about when men are abused. And this is a really difficult topic to talk about because, well, it's complicated, but it's also pretty shameful for a lot of men to even come forward and talk about this. I'd love to just get your initial take as we jump into this topic. Why do you think this topic is so challenging to talk about?
1: Basically, there are stereotypes that our culture has about men and abuse and yeah. that men are the perpetrators of abuse most generally. It's starting to shift a little bit in popular media because people are talking more. Mm-hmm. I do think particularly in our area, and I spent 30 years in the Northwest doing counseling on and off for 30 years. Up there, I dealt with a lot of different faiths and Christian backgrounds, but mm-hmm. I do think people coming from a faith tradition, particularly Christian. Yeah. Adds to the stigma a little bit more. Christian men in general are taught to be the leaders of the family. There's a lot of pressure on that. If you throw the general culture in with masculine identity and being the main breadwinner stereotype, Mm -hmm. and then you throw the stigma in of, you know, you have a wife and you can't get her to work with you. (laughs) I mean, there are worse ways to say that, you know, but. So I think that feeds into the stigma and the shame. Yeah. But additionally, people have a really hard time. And this is historically, I think, in the mental health field. We're familiar with it, but people don't want to believe that women, females, can be psychopathic, could be um, stuck in trauma so badly that they are causing abuse and damage. hmm there is a stereotype of the crazy woman, but they're usually in a hospital.
0: <laughs> they right. usually
1: have some disorder that is so publicly, availably known, something that people can see like a really bad addiction yeah, or a really serious eating disorder where people are like, oh, of course, she's abusive. She's got that. Mm-hmm. But I think it's really hard for people in general to understand that In partnerships, there are people, females, that can actually be highly destructive and highly abusive and really appear on the outside to be functional, say all the right things. I mean, you and I have seen it in our practice Mm -hmm. where they can even show up in the therapy room saying and doing all the right things and you just get this vibe that it's a performance Mm -hmm. and you can feel the performance and it's really hard, especially for partners because Men get caught up in the same cycle of domestic abuse that anyone would. Yeah. Where, am I crazy? Mm-hmm. You know, like, they're fine today, tomorrow, they're super nice. You know, you get a little bit of what we call love bombing going on, mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bit mm-hmm. of luring them back into the cycle of feeling safer-ish. Yep, yep. <laughs> and then wham, something abusive happens again. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I And I think that there's this tendency, I think, to believe that, you know, that women... Men are dangerous. Women are harmless. Yeah. Right. That like women really can't hurt men. And physically, physically, that's generally the case, right? Like, I mean, men. We obviously biologically men are bigger and stronger and can do more damage. And obviously, if a woman has like a weapon or something like that, she yeah. can level the playing. Can I field. interject a little bit with sure. that too? Yeah. I also
1: think there's something with male energy around like tone of voice. Oh yeah. Stature. Presence. Presence. Uh-huh. The whole thing. Tone.
0: Volume. Depth. Of yeah. Vo- like- absolutely.
1: You can see that in parenting too, you know, like a, a so dad true. can say something really soft and a mom can say something really soft to a toddler and the male voice is always going to be like, <laughs> a little more, woo, wake upy."
0: That's so true. I'm glad you said that. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not just physical strength. It's There's a lot of, like you said, energy and presence that, you know, a lot of the times it's like, well, even like your kind of crazy lady example, a lot of the times people would even view her as harmless. This- you know, oh, oh she,
1: yeah, just a right. little scattered.
0: Right, but a crazy guy, we would all be like, keep your distance. He could really do some damage. Yeah. And so I think I agree that there's a lot of the time this that an abusive woman is going to fly under the radar, right? A lot easier, and and even with the man that she's abusing, exactly, he won't even really see it,
1: right? And then I think additionally, going back to faith practices and mm-hmm. how people are trained in faith tradition, the other thing that happens with other than just how the, the faith is teaching about roles and traditional yep. family structure, there's this other thing of men aren't taught to set boundaries. They, they don't have the practice in it that women do. Women are culturally taught to protect themselves at some level, at least to some degree when they're out in public, mm-hmm. out in society. Yep. Men aren't taught those things and men are not taught how to negotiate conflicts super well except in business or their you know their career trend types of deals mm-hmm. they're not taught you know communication skills to manage difficult conversations really well right and i think women are yeah you know, there's some argument that there's brain differences i've done a lot of reading on that and it doesn't completely pan out that there are gender differences in brain structure to how we communicate Makes for great comedy, but maybe it's not totally true. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And if you look at Gottman research, yeah, it's like, eh, Gottman say men can pick up more feminine traits for communication and that will help the relationship. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily say that we're born that way to communicate better, but a little off track on that. But however, men just culturally aren't raised socially. Yeah, true. With the construct of I've got to set boundaries for myself in communication i've got to protect myself in the relationship you know it's really common you probably in you and i see this a lot a lot of times when relationships or marriages are ending we see men collapse to the pressure of the demands of a a spouse because they just want the relationship over with they Mm -hmm. they don't know how to move through and negotiate through contract of ending a marriage Mm -hmm. and they just they A lot of times men will say, I just want it out. I just didn't care. I just want to get it done and over with. And I gave her everything she wanted. And I see that really as a really off, a common pattern. Yeah. They lose the, they don't feel like they have the right to demand what is fair and Mm -hmm. and equal and equitable. So, not in every situation, but it's common.
0: Yeah. And I think that with those dynamics, a lot of guys end up believing that somehow. I mean, again, if we only look at abuse in this really narrow way, that like abuse is physical violence, mm-hmm. then most people are going to miss the fact that there's a lot more sophisticated ways to be abused. Oh, yeah. Which women are generally better at. Oh, yeah. Right. The head games. Uh huh. <laughs> Any, yeah. My daughter's in middle school. I'm seeing a lot of that happen right now. <laughs> Where my sons, my three sons, like they weren't dealing with this stuff, you know? Right. So we know, you know, there's a stereotype of the mean yeah. girls and things like that. And that's, yeah. that is a dynamic in terms of, that I think in terms of sophistication that, that women are better. And I know, I know that we're, we're generalizing a ton right now. Mm-hmm. And so everybody, hopefully you can just hang with us right. on this. But these are, these are pretty common stereotypes though, for the most yeah. part. But I think that in terms of understanding like what does abuse look like, these things can go both ways. Men can be psychologically abusive in all sure. the ways. Men and women can abuse in the exact same ways. The one big difference is that, again, physically men are much more Likely to be scarier, more imposing, more destructive than women, at least initially. But this other stuff, this more subtle stuff—that's what I really want to get into. Like a lot of men don't even know they're being abused. So I want to I want to talk about ways that men can be abused. I want to get into that with you, Lisa. But I also want to point out this other dynamic. Hopefully, we'll have some time for which is I see a lot of the times that when a guy comes forward and says to me, "I think I'm being abused," either people like that are trying to help him, even his wife or partner will say things like, yeah, but it's because of something you did.
1: Oh, I love that we were going to talk about right. this.
0: There's so much... It's because you were looking at porn. It's because you were doing yeah. this. Like that, you right. know, I had, a, I had a case where somebody, the wife was physically violent and physically put him in the hospital because of some betrayal he had done. He cheated mm-hmm. on her. And she felt very justified in that. And yeah. everybody around her was like, well, yeah, duh. Like, of course you're going to do that. But, but it, it was abusive. Right. It was illegal.
1: I would like to kind of put a really good, like, reminder out there before we dig into that, that abuse is abuse and the the cause for it, the underlying reasons are the underlying reasons. They don't justify the abuse. They don't make the abuse better or worse. It can give you context, but it's so easy, especially when you get into therapy, to go into the reason why the abuse is happening and then get lost in that. Totally, And then you get lost in the weeds. And really what I have to do, especially when I'm advocating for men who are like, is this abuse? It's like, but I deserve it, Mm -hmm. which is what I hear from my other clients, whether they're non-binary or whether they are LGBTQIA or, you know, if they're female, we still hear the same story. Is this abuse? Yeah. And while I have good reasons why they're acting that way, I did some things abuse is abuse is abuse.
0: Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. We have to clarify that because, you know, there's very few like sociopaths out there who have no conscience. Like that's a Mm -hmm. very small group of people, thankfully. But in my experience, most people that have crossed lines and abused, even if they have a good reason in their mind, Mm -hmm. like they've been betrayed, there's been some major breach or some major injury in the relationship. They don't feel good about crossing those lines. They know in their heart that they've crossed a line and they've betrayed their own values, that they've hurt someone else. They've diminished another person. Right. They know that. They're
1: stuck in a cycle too. Yeah,
0: they know that. And so for us, it's not helpful to play into that and say, well, you're off the hook because you were cheated on or you were hurt or this or that. Like abuse is abuse. I'm glad that, yeah, we have to say that. Mm -hmm. And it's hard because a lot of times you'll end up with both people basically kicking the crap out of each other emotionally or even sometimes physically, there'll be a lot of A lot of aggression both ways, and so um, this
1: leads to the diminished amount of people who will do couples counseling (laughs) because it's so hard to treat these couples because when they come in, they're so locked into that bond that they get with the trauma. Yeah, they're committing to each other their previous trauma, Mm -hmm. and it perpetuates a cycle. And they. Get really stuck in it, so
0: so we'll leave a placeholder for that. I want to definitely want to jump into it. Let's just back up a minute and talk mm-hmm. about all the ways that you know men can be abused. And of course, we recognize Lisa and I both understand everyone that men can do these things to women as well. So we're not leaving that out. So this episode today is is talking about the dynamic of men because there is a, a different dynamic in terms of the shame, the total like denial around it, right, and other things. And we're, and and so- we're saying
1: men and you know people who identify as men mm-hmm. who are in the role of masculinity Mm -hmm. or who identify that way. Mm -hmm. I think it's a good way to clarify that.
0: So let's talk about all the ways that that can, what that can look like. What are some of the ways that we see this happening? Obviously they can be abused physically, like we were talking about. Usually it's going to be with some kind of a, if there's a size difference, there's going to be some kind of a weapon involved or some sort of device or.
1: Well, I've seen a lot of happen with things getting thrown. Yeah. And it might seem like, well, she didn't hit me, Mm-hmm. She didn't, but the plate didn't land on me, but it hit the wall or punching walls, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Anytime that an action is taken where you're like, wow, that could have been bad. Yeah. That's abusive. Mm-hmm. So that, that might be more how it happens with the female who's feeling empowered to express themselves that way. Pushing, shoving right. is common, slapping. Mm-hmm. Even to the extreme of it can happen sexually, mm-hmm. demanding sex, demanding certain types of sex, demanding mm-hmm. sex happen a certain way.
0: Or seduction. Or seduction, Coercion, manipulation. Yes,
1: lots of coercion happening.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It can happen with finances
0: mm-hmm. a
1: lot. You owe me this and you know, I, I deserve this and you should, you know, like, or even demeaning them in their ability to like uh, produce money mm-hmm. <laughs> in their relationship. So- Kind of hit them where it hurts. Yeah, exactly. Like that's, Mm -hmm. for a lot of men, that's their sense of identity because they were raised that way. Mm -hmm. And to say things like, well, you don't make enough or you could do better, blah, blah, blah. And having that conversation in a way that is tied to their sense of worth Mm -hmm. and who they are as a person, their identity. There's a whole difference in couples having conversations around fixing financial problems when there's supportive languaging and language around how can I help? This is a problem. What can we do together? Mm -hmm. Rather than you, 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 blame, blame, blame. Right. And you're less than, and I can't believe you don't. And, you know, how am I supposed to do blah, 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 because you don't blah, blah, blah.
0: Right. And I think it's hard because a lot of what we would call psychological abuse, I mean, with couples, you know, I would just say your run of the mill argument, you know, you're going to feel like people are taking digs or words are said, sometimes name calling button push, right? We do. And a lot of the times those kinds of things are, I mean, those kinds of things, people will come in and be like, I feel so abused. And it's like, well, you know, technically you probably were. Like that's, those words are, are hurtful and damaging and they have to be repaired. You know, John Gottman's horseman, the four horseman, the right. apocalypse, which is really five or six of them. But, <laughs> but those things are definitely divorce predictors. We know that. Yes, yes. And they're very damaging. And I look at it as like, okay, if it's, is it a one-off, it's probably not going to destroy your marriage, Yeah. but if it's a pattern.
1: It's the intensity, it's the frequency, uh-huh. it's the duration, like yeah. all of those things you're looking you at. You have
0: to look at those. And then
1: there's this weird thing that I teach anyone in my practice who's had a lot of trauma that they're trying to discern how abusive it is. Mm-hmm. I train them to start to listen to their body. Yeah. That usually is a problem because to survive abusive situations, to survive maybe even previous trauma in their life before they got into the relationship, a lot of what they felt in their body they shut down mm-hmm. the nervous system. They didn't do it consciously; their nervous system right. did it for them. Right. So to help them to wake up and say, "Well, I'm feeling something in my body," however they experience it, and to go, you know, to go to this place of interpreting that as safe or unsafe, mm-hmm. wellness or not well okay not okay that's a whole new experience for men cuz men are taught to perform with their bodies it's either my body's going to do this for me or it's not or i'm going to you know overcome this thing with my body and not feel it or not yeah and i don't think men are good at that so it's really hard for them to get in tune with that because often with abuse if it's a psychological abuse particularly it is so subtle sometimes it can just be the tone that something is said in You can't say that's abusive outright. It's never going to fit, you know, you can't take it to a court of law.
0: Yeah. And you don't know when to scream. Like there's no- Exactly. The court of
1: law has to be your own autonomy, your own sense of worth, your own sense of wellness and your own energy of how you can function and flow with your nervous systems can co-regulate.
0: Yeah. And I, I really appreciate that because I think, you know, I know culturally men like we're taught to just push through pain. Right. We're taught to ignore it, you know, whether it's on the sports field or the court or-
1: Or even fear. Yeah,
0: absolutely. It's like, suck it up, push it down. I mean, the, every guy I talk to, we, we're very familiar with that. Right, And so, these are the very signals that will keep them safe in abusive situations. Right.
1: It's like the subtle energy can shift in the mm-hmm. room and a conversation begins and you can feel the, the tension and the energy getting yeah. really difficult so that- you know, our prefrontal cortex is getting shut off, and we're going mm-hmm, into that limbic mm-hmm. brain, all emotional. And that's a good time to go. It's not a good time to talk right now.
0: Yeah. Other dynamics that you see, other ways the men get abused. Another one that I thought of was getting socially isolated, and sometimes oh, yeah. in your own family or right. s- or friend
1: groups. Oh, and that can happen Creating also with dependency. the stories that are told mm-hmm. about you, and you feel like you don't. A man, man won't have. First of all would feel silly and weak and diminished to explain to the people that the stories are told to. Yeah. I had this, you know, I've seen it in my practice, but I've also seen it with my own family members. Yeah, where My one brother was married to someone who was a little bit, well, quite a bit emotionally abusive. Mm-hmm. And he was a person in a profession with, you know, a professional degree. And very well respected for what he did in his career, and who would believe him that his wife is telling stories, and she would tell them to the exact right people in you know her version, of course. Mm-hmm. And you just don't feel that you have enough energy to go and correct. clean all that up, right yeah, and men aren't taught to and it seems like when a man does that, a woman can do that and probably be more culturally more socially accepted. A man doing that looks like he is creating a cover up. Mm-hmm. It's so like subtly yeah. like why is he doing that? That's yeah. not typical male behavior. What yeah. the heck's going on? Right. Are you sure it's not a he said, she said, and it's more that she said mm-hmm. than what he said. Yeah. Especially oh if he's so <laughs> got the career and the position and he looks like he's more powerful in and a power dynamic when it comes to money, power, and control. And she doesn't.
0: Right. Yeah. That's a really subtle dynamic.
1: It is. And and yeah. confusing. Mm-hmm. And I've seen whole families band together with a destructive, yeah. abusive spouse because that's abusive people, especially those with quote personality disorders, which we don't need to. That's our professional term. We don't need to get into, but abusive people they can be abusive sure. if you have personality disorder, but they're also extremely skilled at looking healthy and normal mm-hmm. on the surface. Yeah, and that can, they can they get a team going a lot of times. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, building an army, trying yes. to you know align you know other, other voices and say like, well, we've all created this giant right. jury that basically right. says that you're the one that's messed up.
1: One <laughs> of the clues in my practice, if the man in the coupleship is not completely aware of the abuse, one of the chip offs for me, and I'm sure you've experienced this as well, is I will get a lot of communication from the abusive spouse often. Mm. By emails and I'll be saying, hey, I don't communicate by email. It's not HIPAA compliant. Yeah. <laughs> or put you, text, you know, or a yeah. lot of explaining sometimes or sometimes it's just the opposite. They are shut down in therapy and they don't reveal anything and there's lack of information. So, it's like you're living in this limbo land of I don't know how to communicate and get through. And that's how the, the abused partner feels too. Mm-hmm
0: yeah when there's a huge like discrepancy between the communication right. and how it shows up or some definite red flags that there right. might be some abuse going on, yes again, we're generalizing there's not every case is like that, but these are yeah, these are things to watch out for it and and if you're listening to this and you're you know you're you're wondering like, my goodness, am I being abused or whatever? Mm-hmm. recognize that these are just little markers that need to add up, and you need to like and I love what you said, you need to pay attention to your body because the body doesn't lie about. You know, if you if you're feeling this stuff in your body over and over again, and it's not getting better with trying to outthink it
1: or, or justify it, we uh-huh. want to justify what yep. the body's reaction is. And mm-hmm. I I have partners who have been in betrayal types of situations for years, and then finally get out, and they're they're starting over with a new relationship, and they're like, I'm having all these trust issues, and I'm having all and like my body's reacting, and, and they're like, but I'm fine. There's no indicators. I'm like, no, your body is having an experience. You need to validate that experience. No matter what the outside evidence is, you don't have to go looking for the evidence. You just need to go, I just need to calm my body down Mm -hmm. and get my body to where it is. Because my mantra, especially when I'm working with men in groups, is the body is a truth teller. Mm -hmm. And we don't always interpret the truth in a way that the body finds useful.
0: Yeah, we'll create stories around it to make it more palatable. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) This concludes part one of my interview with Lisa Renda. You can visit fromcrisistoconnection.com to download my free guide for how to end marriage arguments Fromcrisis2connection.com. Stay tuned for the second part of my interview with Lisa Renda, which will be out next week. Thanks for listening.